0: Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got a lot to get into, but not a lot of time to do it, so let's get right to it. The Cowboys, we'll talk about what they've done in the uh, legal tampering period uh, so far. We'll also get into the Texans and what the moves that they've made. We'll also get into Aaron Rodgers. The saga continues. Will he be a New York J-E-T-S? Yes, yes, yes. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. Talk about the winners and losers of of the NFL legal tampering period. But, of course, it is March. That means the madness is upon us. So we'll talk about the Texas Longhorns uh, and their upcoming first-round matchup versus Colgate. Also, get into what all the experts are saying in their... Bracketological prognostication Stole that from my man Craigway About all the uh, the experts and all the buzz About Texas basketball We'll get into that coming up in the top of the 4 o'clock They also made history uh, as it relates to the AP poll and the final ranking We'll get into that and good news on the Timmy Allen front All of that and more before we do Let's introduce you to the rest of the crew He is one of the hardest working members of the ARN family He's got a hustler spirit period We call him the idillionaire But he's also the real MVP Patrick Dave, what's going on Patrick? How you doing brother?
1: doing good i've had a chance to watch a little colgate film so oh, feeling a yeah. little bit better about, mm-hmm. about thursday and uh so ready to, ready to get through this week
0: and get to some march madness wow well, the raiders right the other raiders yes the colgate raiders. the colgate raiders uh so we'll get into that yeah and you are actually a raider fan so we'll get into the Raiders because the raiders are making moves too we'll talk about they're, they're uh, making moves all right <laughs> I didn't say say good moves and bad moves. I didn't say you was going to agree with the moves. Uh, They just make it to moves. We'll get into that (laughs) a little bit later on. We talk uh, all around free agency winners and losers. Actually, the free agency period hasn't technically started. It starts tomorrow. We are in the legal tampering period, and there's a whole lot of tampering going on. It's also top of the charts Tuesday which is my favorite musically-themed day of the week because it always broadens my horizons. I appreciate my man Patrick, who helps me with that. Uh, you can help me with that because you actually are the pulse of this thing. You're the heartbeat of it. On the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. You also can reach out via Twitter. Ahmed Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at it's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Harch is still out, but he'll be back later on this week. But if you want to reach out to him, you can do so. Cyberstalk him via Twitter at Harch in the Twitterverse. For the all right, there's a there's a lot of storylines to get to, but I think we should start here close to home, and then we'll kind of work our way from you know the the micro to the macro and talk about uh, what's happening all over the NFL. But there are some uh, plenty of moves being made by the Texans and the Cowboys in the legal tampering period. We'll talk Texas basketball coming up next. Uh, sorry, next hour, top of the four o'clock and top of the six o'clock. We're off early today at six uh, fifteen for Texas baseball. Uh, Um, But before we do that, we'll get into a lot of Texas basketball conversation. The experts are making me feel good about my about building my bracket with a lot of um, burnt with some drinking some burnt orange Kool-Aid with some burnt orange glasses on. And that's usually what I try to avoid, filling out the bracket. You know what I mean? I try to avoid that. But this year, just listening to all the experts. Hey, they make you feel good about drinking some of that burnt orange Kool-Aid when it comes to the tournament. Hey, uh, how many brackets you filling out? What's your what's your methodology here? Just one, one bracket. You just one. uh, One I mean, I am a single bracket guy too. Yeah,
1: I could like because once I am filling out more, it's just guessing.
0: It is because there is a level of guessing
1: you put into one, right? Yeah, and you. But if I am doing more, then it's like I can go chalk on one, and then one I go more upsets. But they're both messed up. I just go look. There is going to be a few upsets. I am going to try and get them, but mostly chalk, or mostly more chalk. (laughs) It's not it's not that complicated, but I'm also I'm too lazy to do a bunch that I don't want to I don't and it's not laziness of filling them out I don't want to keep checking them
0: Uh, and that's the – Zay says I heard Zay say that he fills them out but he does it's the same bracket it's like he does the same picks but he just fills out multiple brackets for different you know companies no no so I fill out too
1: through the same bracket okay so someone else sends me someone else sends me a thing my picks are my picks
0: yes okay, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly i'm I'm not filling out more than one bracket and i'm not I'm not going to um, make more than one bracket. I'm gonna do the one here on the horn, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I filled out my <laughs> one on the horn. That's when I filled out the one on the horn. That is my bracket. I'm done with it. I don't fill out any other brackets because I don't want to get that emotionally invested. I'm with you. It's 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 similar to fantasy sports for me. Like fantasy fantasy footballs. Like I, I became too obsessed. You guys know I love rabbit holing, doing research. I can't I can't do fantasy sports. It, it takes over my life. I can't do it. All right. You and Matt Butler
1: being a a shed somewhere.
0: Dude, exactly. That guy's I mean, basically, he's one of the best fantasy minds I know. I don't even know what Matt Butler does. I think he's just a fantasy guy. (laughs) I don't know what you put on your text form for that. (laughs) Fantasy guy. Balling. You know what I mean? I don't know what you do. Fantasy guy,
1: parentheses, not Dungeons & Dragons.
0: (laughs) I I I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. If you're a gamer, what do you put on your... How do you fill out your taxes? Yeah, that's know. coming up. That's a that's a new era right there. A I don't new know new era, new stuff going on. OnlyFans actually that's some new stuff too. All right, boom, get that. Fill out your tax forms. Yeah, I mean, Get your own boss. It's good. I guess <laughs> it's just. Way to do it. I guess it's just much Probably just an uh, a independent contractor type thing.
1: I imagine so. I, I I don't have to worry about that right now. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not an influencer of any type. No, you
0: don't have to worry about that. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, NFL's legal tampering period. We'll start with the Cowboys, then we'll work our way to the Texans, and then we'll uh, next segment. We'll actually talk about the Aaron Rodgers saga because apparently Aaron Rodgers has delivered a wish list list of demands i don't even know how to phrase it of players he'd like to play with that will potentially build his circle of trust if he became a new york jet
1: i'm not right this is no that's real it's it's real this is real this is like how many red flags can i put up before i'm there
0: hey no you don't care about the red flags this is the the hot to crazy ratio thing all right as long as she's not crazier than she is hot, it's okay. Aaron Rodgers is still just as hot as he is crazy. So you'll put up with the crazy as long as you got the hot. But as soon as she's crazier than she is hot, you need to cut ties. It's like, like, hey, man, we have this super, go we got, some, go we got this else. young, talented you know,
1: team that's going ahead <laughs> and he goes, all right, can we raise the average age of this team by at least ten years? Because I don't want to hang out with anyone under the age of twenty-five. Pretty much. Hey,
0: come on. He's getting. Uh, this is what you do for they celebrities. Don't go to the Jets. This is the same. This is the same thing when celebrities demand they won't do a show unless all the M&Ms backstage are the same color. There's, same a <laughs> there's a reason there's, for that. There's a reason for that. It's not that different. It's just like hey, it's idiosyncrasies. It's just you know. The, 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 you know the Eminems <laughs> thing, right? No, I've heard of this with different... I don't
1: know if it... Where did it originate? So it was Van Halen had it on their thing of uh, no brown M&M's. Demands, like their list. The whole thing was that they... It was in a list of writers of all the lights they needed and sound equipment and monitors. And as soon as they walked backstage, if the M&M's were wrong, they knew they had to check everything else because they didn't read the writer. So it was done in a... It wasn't done in a sense of like, ooh, they're prima donnas. It was done by a person who was a technical guy to be like, I can tell the minute I walk in if they have read everything and done everything to spec. Oh, I kind I of like I have that. to check everything. I like that. So there is a reason behind the madness of that one. That was Aaron Rodgers just wants friends.
0: Why well, do you know? <laughs> oh, why do you know that's not so Because Randall Cobb is part of it. Could be a brilliant strategy behind what Aaron Rodgers is doing, too. <laughs> Trying to get his that. friends a payday. You know what? Hey, if I'm, a, if I'm one of the friends, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you want, don't you want to be one of Aaron Rodgers' friends now? Randall Cobb's <laughs> like, look, man, I could use a couple more mil, but, dude, I wanted to retire like three years ago. Hey, I got some great friends, but that's a damn good one. Who was just like, hey, man, y'all got to sign my friend or I won't come here. Like, oh, we, right. you, yeah, you could be – like, sign Rob Babers at cornerback and hey. be like – He's been out for a while? Me and Shano are besties. He ain't never said that. <laughs> he, he's the head coach of a football team. He ain't never be like, hey, my boy need a job. If he don't get a job, then... I'll...
1: And he has traded a lot of draft picks.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I get it. I get it. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Cowboys real quick because uh, this is an interesting turn of events. Now, I'll admit, I didn't think this was going to happen. Uh, I thought the Cowboys would let him at least test the free agent market first and then... Try to you know potentially lowball him. Or at least try to get a bargain at the safety position, which they always try to do. Uh, but Donovan Wilson has re-signed with the Cowboys on a three-year, $24 million deal. Essentially $13.5 million guaranteed for the first two years. So essentially it is a two-year deal. You look at the NFL, it's all about guaranteed money. The rest of it is a fugazi, a fugazi, a wazi, a woozy. You don't even pay attention to it. Fake dollars. (laughs) Uh, But the the, the meat of the deal is two years, which makes sense because the other two safeties for the Cowboys, I believe, were on two-year deals as well. Remember they signed J. Run Curson Malik Hooker. I believe they went two year deals, and now this year they're on the last, I believe the last year of those two year deals. So this is kind of what they want to do. So, like I said, the meat of it is basically a two year deal, and you're essentially paying a little under seven million dollars per year for Donovan Wilson, who's a guy that's homegrown Cowboys. We like our guys, all right? They love their guys. Um he does have an op- that option for that third year. I believe the salary goes up, and it may be worth it. but you guys have heard me talk about this with these uh Dallas cowboys, and you know they're it, when you live in a a salary cap league like the n f l is you, you essentially it's a fixed budget. you have to be very you know judicious about where you spend your dollars. It's like when you go to the grocery store, right you don't you know, you can't just get Oreos and Bud Light and like, nah, man, I gotta, I gotta get the meat, gotta get the bread, gotta get the cheese, gotta get the necessities first and then I'll decide, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna get the name brand of this because that matters. Uh, I need the name brand of Cortisone, but I can get the generic version of this and save a little money. They're, the GMs are making the same decisions you're making. So they're on the grocery store up. it's the, the NFL, in a, that commodities market. So, For the the Cowboys, they've always decided, for the most part, that safety is where they will skimp. That's where they'll go get the generic brand. They're not going to spend a lot of money on the safety position or spend a lot of draft capital on the safety position. Uh, The evidence is Cowboys have only spent one draft pick in the top 125 on any draft on a safety uh, since 2002. Uh, since 2013, 75% of the NFL have picked at least one safety in the first or the second round. Uh, Cowboys are one of the uh, eight teams who have not done that. They just don't spend – and they like to get their – Donovan Wilson, right? Late round draft pick, sixth round or whatever pick, I believe. That's where they like to get their their safeties. Or on the open market, a J-Run curse, who's a – a project, right? He he needs to have his career resuscitated or revived. Same thing with a Malik Hooker, high upside guy, drafted really high, but he needs to have his career resuscitated because of injury, whatever. They're looking for a discount. They're looking for value there. So I assumed, oh, man, just based on the Cowboys' history with safety, they're definitely going to let Donovan Wilson explore the free agent market, maybe tell his agent, hey, we'll match any offer. Let us know what the offer is. We need to match that offer. So give us a chance to match. They didn't do that. Uh, Jane Slater reported yesterday they really wanted Donovan Wilson and I believe this is the Dan Quinn influence. This is Dan Quinn's influence on the organization. We we know we know it's a clear pattern with safety. All Cowboys fans out there, if you've noticed it as well. I just gave you the stats on it. They they don't really believe in putting a lot of capital draft wise, salary cap wise, in the safety position. They want to get a bargain there. This is different and this is Dan Quinn's schematic philosophy, which is he plays a lot of. Th- three safeties, what they call big nickel, big dime. That means three safeties with your either two corners or three safeties with your two corners and a, and a slot corner, right? And so big dime, big nickel, big dime is six DBs, nickel is five DBs. He plays three safeties forty over 40% of the time. Arguably, the Cowboys play three safeties more than any team in the league. And arguably, right now, think about it. With Von Bell leaving the Cincinnati Bengals, all right and Jesse Bates too. Right, both of those big safety. The Cowboys arguably maybe the Bills are Bills are in this conversation. Well, but then Jordan Jordan Poyer, isn't he? Yeah, is
1: I he a free, he's agent? A free agent still?
0: And I don't know where he's going or if he signed anywhere or not. But that, those were the only two, in my opinion, safety combinations that were you know in the same conversation with the Cowboys. I believe the Seattle Seahawks have two really good safeties. I like Quandre, and they got Jamal Adams, but he's never healthy. But the Cowboys was won the best safety course in the league. And it's three of them. And they've all been r- like resuscitated careers or just, you know, projects, if you will. Reinventions of careers. And it's mostly because of Dan Quinn's system. He believes in positionless football. And one of the big ways to implement positionless football is with safeties because they're so versatile by nature. You need them to do so much. Just responsibility. Watch. Got to put them in the box. They blitz. You need them to play man coverage. You need them to play zone coverage. They got to play in the back end. They got to end up lining up sometimes on running backs and tight ends to cover them, or even wide receivers. They got to do so much. They are by nature the most versatile defenders on the field. And basically, Dan Quinn has just doubled down on that and decided. You know what? No, no, no. we are really going to invest in safety. It's going to make us more multiple. I was listening to. Um, The GM for the Seattle Seahawks, John Schneider, he said the same thing. He was like, no, no, safety is key for us. And they invest a lot of money in safety, obviously. Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. Because he said, no, we need versatility defensively. I've always said positionless football is the future of football. Dan Quinn definitely believes in that. Him and Michael Parsons, the Keanu Neal uh, acquisition, you know, Last season, or two years ago, I should say, um, and the way that he wants to w- use his safeties, and even some of the other guys, he the other pieces he's drafted since he's been there. Israel Makuyamu is one of those pieces too. So I think it is a Dan Quinn influenced decision, and I love it. It just shows you the Cowboys are being malleable. Usually, I don't think they would spend. Too much. It's not a lot of money actually. It's he. I think it makes him right now Malik Hooker and Jay Runker are probably the twenty eighth and thirty. Thirty third highest paid safeties in the league, something like that. Like it's they, they they're not. And then this would he would be higher paid than those guys, so he'd probably be somewhere maybe close to cracking the top twenty, maybe. But it's not. It's not a lot of money. We think about. it's just more than the Cowboys usually would spend.
1: Yeah, no, I, it's a good move by them. I think we've seen that a lot at the beginning mm-hmm. of the free agency market. Is we haven't seen as much of the offers on those cash over cap or big contract mm-hmm. signings that. You maybe expect to happen kind of mm. quicker, but we've seen a lot more deals in this variety of guys being like, hey, let's shore up our team with all these other pieces. Guys, that maybe it seems like we're paying them a little over, but we're also not even getting close to big money. Yep. And that's, a team just seem to be wanting to stay away from any big money deals at this part of free agency because we haven't seen. And so a lot of the top guys are still sitting out there. Like you just said, Jordan Boyer, who's probably a top safety out there, hasn't been touched yet. But I think that's because he wants the most money, and teams are trying to say, hey, what's the gap between this guy and this guy? The Cowboys looked, and Dan Quinn probably went in and went, guys, I have to tell you this. There's a long drop-off if we don't keep him, and we're right in top, like, top safety category with yeah. him, and we can get him for this amount of money. What he's asking for is not insane. I know it's more than you want to pay, but trust me. This is not a bad – we're getting a deal.
0: Yeah, and I think he listened to him. I think you hit the yeah. nail and he listened to him and he said, yeah, man, all right, you know what? Dan Quinn knows he's doing – look at the defense. Last two years, you have led the NFL in takeaways, by the way. First team to do that since the Steel Curtain did it. I mean, I'm not making it up. That's a real stat. So that And a lot of that is a pre-snap disguise – all right, a confusing, discombobulating quarterbacks, and a lot of it is your, your hard-hitting safeties, which we all know I test, Donovan Wilson was, coming up making plays. And I, and, I, and I bet if we looked at those takeaways and between those three safeties, how many of those takeaways were between those three safeties, it would, it would be a really, really, you know, but you would see that it's a huge factor and a variable in terms of how Dan Quinn wants to construct the defense overall. He emphasizes the safety position, like I said, probably more than anybody in the league right now. And that's why they, they're paying all those guys. But they're, they're on shorter deals. And I wonder, and I think they signed Donovan Wilson um, because at one point they're going to have to make a decision about Malik Hooker and J-Run Curse because next year both of those guys are going to be free agents. And they're not going to sign both of them. But I think they're, they like guys like Israel, Makayamu. I think they just believe they need more time. And we don't know, you know, Dan Quinn, the future of the Cowboys, too. Yeah. Um, I think that's the other
1: thing is we don't know if, you know, we don't know who the head coach will be next season. We don't know (laughs) if Dan Quinn will still be there or he will move on if they decide to keep Mike McCarthy. So there's a lot of questions open-ended going into next season. But for the Cowboys, I think this is a big one. uh, that We haven't heard much from Leighton Van Der camp or from anyone else. That's the next one. So that's the other one where you go, yeah. can you get him on the right deal? And then at that point, you lost McGovern. You know Schultz is probably going to be gone because he's just asking for more money than, than they want to give up for him. But if you can get those two back, I think you're starting to be on the right path.
0: Yeah, the Cowboys, uh, you just mentioned Connor McGovern. He's gone. He's gonna going to go into Buffalo, signing a deal with them. Luke Gifford, uh, linebacker for the Cowboys, he's signing a deal with Tennessee. Or at least he's agreed to terms with them. So he's going to be gone, too. And how about Noah Brown? Speaking of, we can help us in transition right to the Texans. Noah Brown signing with the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, they had a lot of salary cap space, and they are making a lot of moves.
1: Yeah, trying I, to trying to fill a lot of holes. They
0: really which are. Which they had a lot to fill. so. Oh, yeah, man, like a sinking ship. <laughs> <So> it, made, <laughs> yeah.
1: it makes sense what they're doing to just kind of be smart with it, not make any big splashes right now. And uh I think this is the depending on what they do in the draft. Let's see how this season goes to decide how much we're going to invest in the future next season off season. When they have two first rounders again.
0: And once they figure out who the quarterback is or yes. if they're gonna invest in the quarterback. Uh but they did. They brought in a veteran quarterback. So all the moves they made, Texans fans at least have a lot to I don't feel a lot to be excited about, but at least your team's making a lot of moves. You have a lot to keep up with. So they did uh sign Case Keenum or sorry, not officially. They agreed to terms with Case Keenum on a two year deal. Um and Patrick, like you said, All these are two-year, one-year deals. So they're not making any real commitments just yet to anybody they're bringing in. Uh, Via the draft, they are, but not in free agency. So they brought in Case Keenum to be the backup. Uh, They also brought in Noah Brown, as we mentioned. He's on a one-year deal. Uh, or at least he's agreed to turn to be on a running deal. Robert Woods too. So they're beefing up their wide receiving core uh with Robert Woods. He's signed a two year or at least he's agreed to a two year deal with the Titans. I Texans. believe Robert
1: Woods has actually signed because he was waived last season. So I believe he can sign before oh, really? other teams. Oh. So nice. I think he signed before this Monday, uh, because he was cut by the Titans. Nice. So okay. he falls into a different class of free agent.
0: All right, there you go. So he and he, he gets I think it's like Um, A signing bonus of six and a half million. And then he gets a it's a two million dollar salary. So most of his money comes in a signing bonus. And I think it jumps up his salary in 2024 to about six million. So the wide receiving core for the Texans, you got Noah Brown and Robert Woods, John Mechie, hopefully uh, coming back from um, he had. Uh, cancer I believe right? Leukemia yes. Yeah leukemia Um, and he's coming back from that uh, after beating it and Nico Collins is also a part of this group you don't know about uh, Philip Dorsett don't know about Chris Moore I think both of those guys are free agents so that's the wide receiving. question. Yeah Brandon Cooks we assume will be traded. You assume but yeah right now we don't know we don't know what the market is so yeah Brandon Cooks to trade Brandon Cooks that's a big one too. I think I think I don't know his salary is too is very it is but though. you
1: need to like as, as from the reports I keep hearing about stuff about how tied he was into this Jack Easterby era and that there was issues with him and Lovey and that it's basically he has just been very unhappy to be there since Dave moved on and and started to rebuild and he just hasn't been happy it, you, you at a certain point you have to cut bait I know you wish you could get him out there and, you know, in the first six game of the season you know, really feature him and get a big draft pick for him. I just don't know if it's gonna happen with that salary. So and yeah. if you want the draft pick, you're gonna to have to take back a lot of that salary. You can like pay like or you can yeah. just ditch the whole try and ditch as much as you can and take a lower draft pick.
0: They're gonna to have to take a loss. They've got to take an L with that one and yeah. take take on some of the salary. And, and that's you're signing
1: one to your deals with everybody. Like yeah. I get you are still in the rebuilding phase. And you got the
0: cap space. So why yeah. are you
1: putting somebody there who may be a negative influence on some of these young players and teaching them the wrong way to go about complaining about the team and not being happy with workouts and not like, you don't want to have that influence on a young locker room.
0: Yeah. D'Amico Ryan's may force their hand here and say, Hey man, I'm building a culture here. Get yeah. this guy out of here. It's he not don't, you know, If you don't want
1: to be here, he's been a
0: player before. He's like, I've been a player before. Trust me. I've been probably been in that situation where he didn't want to be somewhere. Yeah. Let that guy go and, and take on, yeah, take the L. Uh, so, in addition to the Noah Brown, Robert Wood signing, I love the trade for Shaq Mason, the right guard. Uh, so the Bucs traded Shaq Mason and a seventh-round pick to the Texans for a sixth-round pick. And he was he was traded from the Patriots, what, like two years ago, I believe, um, to the Bucks, and then the Bucs are trading him. He's still a really good player, allowed just three sacks in 2022, and is a really good pass blocker, better pass blocker than a run blocker, but just 29. Something. Yeah, no, yeah. And
1: it's basically everybody's just trying to <laughs> d- d- ditch contracts, and the Texans have some cap room right now. Yeah. So again, I-, I like that the wide receivers, the trying to help you know short up this QB's whole line, <laughs> you get an Andrew Beck who's a really good uh, run blocker and can be a pass blocker in situations. You're adding pieces in there to protect whoever this quarterback you're getting is.
0: Yeah, because your run game is going to be the identity of your offense, even if you get a young quarterback, it should be because Damian Pierce has already. Proven, he's a proven commodity, I should say. Yeah, and you, I don't know about Rex Burkhead and Royce Freeman. They'll probably be fading, so they're going to be gone. Texans will probably draft a running back in this draft, actually, somewhere in this draft. They have the backup Unga Bawale. He's also a backup, and they signed, or at least they agreed to terms, to Mike Boone, who's a running back who's been with I think he was with the Broncos for a while. Um, but he more more of a special teams player, but provides depth at the running back. They also re-signed Scott Quisenberry on the offensive line. And uh you mentioned Andrew Beck already, uh Patrick and Hassan Ridgway. Lifetime loved yes. one. Hassan Ridgeway signing with the Texans on a one year deal, agreeing to terms on a one year deal of uh, for four million, three million of that guaranteed. And he started seven games last year with the 49ers under D'Amico Ryan. So D'Amico Ryan knows him really well, and he's going to add a lot. Also, speaking of D'Amico Ryan, they signed Jimmy Ward, or at least I said, agreed to terms with Jimmy Ward, the nickel slot defensive back for uh, the, now the Texans, but was with the 49ers, and he has agreed to a two-year deal. Uh, around $13 million guaranteed. Um, So six and a half. He's right around where the Cowboys just signed Donovan Wilson. Yeah. The numbers, if you kind of break out the basic numbers, they're around the same thing. And I think he wanted to get out of San Fran. He thought he was being played out of position. They had him in the nickels. He, He pretty much can play any position in the secondary if you need him to. Need him to play safety. He can play safety. I think that's what he prefers. They had him at nickel, slot corner. He can go out there and play cornerback too. He really is a versatile defender. So that's a smart pickup by D'Amico, Ryan and the Texans. I'm a little upset though. They did let um, Obo Okawonkwo. They let him uh, get uh, get away to Cleveland. This guy was legit. Like I'm telling, he was like a, a he was like a uh, really a great find for the Texans. They Cleveland, I believe, agreed to terms with him on a three year deal for twelve and a half million. But he, he, listen to some of these numbers. He was top ten. He was top ten in terms of an edge rusher by Pro Football Focus in pass rush grade, pass rush win rate. Uh, say that five times fast. Pass rush win rate, <laughs> um, pressure percentage, third highest pressure rate in the NFL uh, f- among his position behind Michael Parsons and Trey Hendrickson. Like he was really good for the Texans. Um, and he didn't even – I think he, he actually didn't even start his first game until week 11. They kept rotating him. Really good player for the Texans. I thought they would try to keep him. They are decided not to try to so keep him. So if
1: you're now looking at the Texans, looking ahead to the draft, and we're still, they're still free agency they can go get guys, I'm looking at positions where they're still, they still have glaring holes. You Quarterback, of course.
0: No, oh, so many.
1: But offensively, now it's maybe tight end, maybe maybe another wide receiver in there offensively. And then defensively, you want another edge. You want you want probably another linebacker in there. But the secondary starting to take shape. The inside D line is probably taking shape. So you're talking about edge linebacker. Yeah,
0: yeah thought-
1: on that end, you're, you're you're not having too many places where you really have to stretch in the draft to try and get somebody because you kind of put in place. Stop gaps for a couple years while you build up that draft class.
0: Secondary looks good. Jalen Petrie's going to be a hell of a player. I mean, he had a 147 tackles last year, 99 solo tackles. I mean, 30. He, now, he did, he did have he led the NFL in missed tackles too, <laughs> um, but he was really, really active for them. Eight PBUs, uh, five tackles for loss, one sack. I mean, he was just uh, a really, really active player for them. And they have Derek Stingley, who we all assume once he's healthy is also going to live up to expectation. And now you're adding, um, you know, a really, really key piece for them, like, like I said, a versatile piece in Jimmy Ward. I'm with you. I love, the, I love the way the secondary looks right now. I, I think they should have kept, uh, like I said, Okawunke. Um, he was good. Like I said, he, nobody really. I mean, he. You go look at it because uh, he was on a one year deal. Because everybody's on a one or one or. Two-year deals with the Texans. 36 pressures, 25 quarterback hurries, all career highs. He, Like I said, he was considered one of the top four or five best pass rushers in terms of pressure rate from the edge. I thought they should have tried to keep that guy. Probably would have been cheap, but um, Cleveland is where he agreed to go, and $12.5 million guaranteed. Probably more than Nick Casario wanted to play at this point, considering, hey, we're rebuilding. I don't want to pay that much for foundational pieces just yet. But it's only a three-year deal, but the the market – yeah, the market dictates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll come back. We'll get into Aaron Rodgers' latest saga as well. He's demands for the J E T S Jets, 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 Jets free agent winners and losers already in the NFL legal tampering period. Coming up top of the four o'clock, we talk NCAA tournament. Uh, the experts love the burnt orange. They got all of us drinking Kool-Aid. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't on the Horn. The Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. My man Patrick plays jams. So I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Always broadens my horizons. Easily the most eclectic of our musically-themed days of the week. Appreciate you putting in the work, Patrick. Uh, you can be a part of the show. us up. Specs, text line, 512-337-3776. Uh, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers here. That saga continues. Also, we'll get into some of the other uh, storylines that have come from the uh, legal tampering period and the some of the winners and losers already in the NFL's legal tampering period. So Aaron Rodgers, at least reportedly, from Diana Russini, who does a great job, uh, and she's at Diana ESPN, and she reported earlier today, a few hours ago, Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets, 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 with a wish list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire, per sources. That wish list includes Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr., who reportedly wants $20 million a year, which is that absurd. Is a
1: lot for that a guy absurd. who has not played in over a year.
0: That is absurd. Like He's got... Did he have two major knee surgeries, uh, knee injuries in the last yeah. uh, few years? I, I, no, I don't understand. That. Anyway, but off off topic. I digress. Getting back to it. Okay, so he's got a, a wish list here, list of demands. Wish list depends on you know what side of the aisle you're on when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. I think is this is gonna happen? I just at the Jets, the Jets, you're too far down. You're too far down the rabbit hole now. You're just too far down the line on this thing, and I don't know if they have. I don't know if they have contingency plans. I don't know if the Jets as an organization are, you know, I don't know if they are well organized enough to build in some fail safes (laughs) to this, for this Aaron Rodgers saga. Cause he always could decide, no, I'm staying in green Bay or I'm just retiring. We know he likes the attention. I do think there's substance to this. There's no question. And, And most of the insiders believe this thing is already pretty much a done deal. That everything else is just working out the details, uh, but it's still nothing official. Official, and if you're the Jets, man, you start acquiring pieces and you don't know for sure well, if he is coming. That is, that's, that's, uh, that's basically front office malpractice.
1: Well, and here's the thing: so they, I believe they've already agreed to terms with Alan Lazard. The rumor is they've already got Alan Lazard. So yeah. agreed to terms. Yeah. Your other two, Randall Cobb is 32 years old, has had trouble finding a job other than with Aaron Rodgers. Mercedes Lewis is a 38-year-old tight end. You can probably get him. So OBJ is the only guy that now you have to really go negotiate with because of those other two, if you get Alan Lazard, you should be able to call Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis and be like, give us a realistic number for a one-year, two-year deal, and we can work from there. But give us a realistic number because we're Randall Cobb, was picked up by the Cowboys a few years ago and let go because he, he, was, he wasn't he was able to play. I, like, I don't think anyone's picking him up unless Aaron Rodgers gets for him. Mercedes Lewis, again, played for the, the Green Bay Packers a couple years. He's 38 at a tight end. That is a old tight end.
0: Hey, like you said, he, he wants his circle of trust. He does. I'm just saying people he trusts. <laughs>
1: those are those guys. I could see those guys being easy to get. Yeah. OBJ seems like it seems not only like it would be hard to get, it seems like a dumb idea with this, this young team to basically say, hey, you know our young wide receivers who are really good and played well last year? You guys aren't going to play this year because he's got to have his guys in. He doesn't want to throw to you. Because if, if that's the case, then don't trade for him. Go get Matt Stafford for cheaper and play with your guys, and you'll be, you'll be good still. Like, I get it's Aaron Rodgers, but if it's Aaron Rodgers and not the Jets – If it's it's the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers didn't make the playoffs last year. So I don't want that. I want the Jets, who are young and athletic and exciting, plus a good quarterback, not, hey, let's throw out a 38-year-old tight end and see how he can do.
0: Best uh, draft class in the NFL last year. Yeah. basically. I mean, that was, uh, it really was. I mean, that was they basically had the NFL offensive rookie of the year, NFL defensive rookie of the year, extremely uh, talented draft class coming in. So the Jets should be good for a while, and they want to expedite that process. They believe getting Aaron Rodgers is the best way to do that. I don't necessarily disagree with that. If Aaron Rodgers is on his game uh, with the talent they have, they got top 10 defense, and all you got to do is bring in weapons offensively. You can do that. Yeah. And people will want to come play with Aaron Rodgers. I don't necessarily his wish list. I'm not a big fan of. I think you can get better pieces than his wish list of players yeah. that he has there. But whatever makes Aaron Rodgers feel comfortable, you know, a big part of it is Aaron Rodgers' his psyche, right? And him, you know, I would say that there is some fragility to his psyche. You want to make sure he's comfortable. That's why he got Nathaniel Hackett there, right? That's one of his BFFs. That's one of his buddies um and if he wants a couple more buddies there, bring those guys in. Have somebody he can hang out with that he can go to the bars with, whatever it is. He wants to do hang out and kick it. He he needs um like I say he needs a circle of trust. Give it to him. It's fine. I think at this point you're too far along. You're all in. Yeah. I, the Jets I, are I, all in at this did, point. How did how did OBJ get in the
1: circle of trust?
0: I have no idea how he wiggled his way in but good for him. Now he's I didn't even know him and Aaron Rodgers was that close, but apparently there are pictures now that are resurfacing of him and Aaron Rodgers hanging out, kicking it. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing.
1: Uh, so this, these guys.
0: The, you know, like I said the NBAification of this is this is the NBAification you're, of the NFL. I mean talking about it.
1: 70 million dollars of your salary cap into Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham Jr. on a
0: team with that with young talent. And, I just yeah, it just You hit in the draft, which is basically more than half the battle. Yeah. But the quarterback is the other half of the battle. Yeah. And they just need the quarterback, but you're right. They're gonna And again I'd be calling I'd be calling the
1: Ravens right now just being like, Hey, you know what? You know what isn't a head case? Some more
0: Jackson guy. <laughs> well <laughs> speaking of, I'm glad you brought it up. That's you know what, we gotta get into this because this report just came out today from uh, NFL.com is where I got it. So that's I, I, I trust NFL.com. So they're taking this from social media because Lamar Jackson is not speaking publicly, but he is drop, he dropping hints and clues on social media, a ton of that. So he's not speaking publicly, but he's dropping a lot of clues. So apparently uh, there was an article uh, that was published in uh a a paper, uh, sorry, paper, yeah, it's like an old man, uh, that was published online uh, about Lamar Jackson and this article hinted that it he turned down or basically rejected a $200 million dollar deal. Uh yeah. The article came from the Baltimore I don't know what Baltimore is, but it's it's sure it's a Raven Site. And they claimed he turned he turned down $200 million, fully guaranteed deal, by the way. Fully guaranteed deal is what it says here. Um, and he says, no, I turned down, or at least on social media, he says 133 uh, over three years, fully guaranteed, there's some emojis thrown in here. I'm going to save you that. Uh, but I need an agent, question mark. So I guess he's hinting that he turned down a three-year, one hundred thirty three. Million dollar fully guaranteed deal, as opposed to what they said was a two hundred million dollar deal.
1: Which two hundred million dollars makes you assume it's five years, right?
0: Uh, I would assume so. I, I didn't read the article. I'm not. I didn't read the Baltimore beatdowns article. So I'm not sure because exactly what they if said. we're
1: also looking at the number that Mar Jackson said, that's about forty five a year. Mm. So it, for it has to be five years of two hundred million guaranteed money. I'm with you on that. Because if you're saying to anywhere near two hundred million guaranteed money, that has to be five five years because I don't think they're giving him four year fifty million dollars.
0: That's good. I, I'm with you on that. So the yeah, uh so the three year hundred and thirty three million guaranteed, considering the precedent that, you know, has been set about guaranteed money for quarterbacks, it would be a low ball offer for him if that was the offer he turned down.
1: Yeah, I mean that would put him I would put him a little bit around you'd be, be around the Daniel Jones deal. It just with more guaranteed money. But around the day, so same value as Daniel Jones, more guaranteed money. Pretty much. Yeah, Which, which one of them was an MVP. One of them didn't before. One was an MVP before the other one didn't get his fifth-year option picked up. Just, it's mind-boggling. It's a, a
0: low-ball offer, but yeah. the, like I said, the Ravens are, pl- are playing this masterfully. I mean, it, it is business. I, I, think,
1: I think they're playing it well, but I don't think they're playing it well for the end game they want.
0: Like, cause I think well, I don't it, know what their end game is. I don't know if their end game is they don't want Lamar Jackson. They just want cause they're not like right now. He's a woman scorned. You're never gonna be able to get him back to be all in on the Ravens. Now, yeah, this,
1: that's it. Not with this ownership and or not with yeah. this management and oh, coach and all. Yeah. That. yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. Like, I think that is done. That you've, I mean, you've broken the, the trust. It's done. So I'm thinking now they just want to, I don't know, wear him out for as long as they can for as cheap as they can.
1: It is Wait, I, I, I can't think. Yeah. Of, I'm just trying no, to think it, it of No, it does. Why. It seems like the, what they really wanted him to do was they don't respect him enough, and they thought, hey, he's going to go out and sign this other deal to try and get past us, and we'll just match it, and he has
0: to play for us. And he had exactly. The, 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 I think the primary part of that phrase, he, they, he has to play for them. No player wants to feel like they have to play for an organization. No, they want to feel like, no, I I like playing for this organization. I want to commit myself to this cause, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's and there's we're talking now. Jeremy, uh, was it Jeremy Fowler? I believe it was who said he believes that he's not going to sign the the franchise.
1: No, I mean, at this point, I think it's better. I I just, if you're the Ravens, I don't, like, this seems like one of those things where it could really hurt you down the road of trying to sign other free agents where they just get a reputation of, oh, yeah, no, no, you guys don't want to pay players. Like, you'd rather us all play for free and get brain damage. That's what you want in Baltimore. And if you start having players start thinking that, it becomes harder and harder to build Mm -hmm. a team because then when you're like, hey, can I get that deal? They're like,
0: why would I give you a deal? You, you guys suck. Yeah, the Ravens spent the fewest salary cap dollars on the offensive side of the ball in the last four years. So they didn't help Lamar Jackson out there. And they spent the second fewest salary cap dollars on the wide receiver position in the last two years. So it's... Yeah, cause it, it, you can have it... You can go either way, though. You can say, hey, man, they didn't do that because they don't trust Lamar Jackson, you know, to build an offense around him, whatever. I, I think they've done a disservice to having a elite, unique elite quarterback in his prime, and they should have just went all in on him. And they they, they did, but not monetarily, not financially, not salary cap-wise. They didn't. They did mold the offense to his specific skill set, which was brilliant, and that paid off for him, paid huge dividends for him. I think they should have doubled down and even – Got them more weapons and drafted more weapons around them. They did not do that. Yeah, you know, they were more cheap than frugal, which is a lesson to the NFL's free agency anyway. Any free agency, yeah. You know, well, mostly NFLs. You could be frugal, but don't be cheap. Spend wisely. Don't be cheap about it. Uh, Cowboys are probably more cheap than frugal. We'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie, on one or four down the horn.
1: ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to FLXATX.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Yes, you know it's true. hope you need my love,
0: babe. just like i need you me, love me. top of the charts Hold tuesday right here on ball don't lie we'll get into some uh tournament conversation i'm still doing research on my tournament uh, selections in my bracketological prognostications, as Craigway would say. So do some research on that, and we'll start diving deep, deep down that rabbit hole tomorrow and on Thursday. Thursday, as a matter of fact, we're out amongst the people. Matt Patrick's gonna be out there as well. We're gonna be at Twin Peaks, the Round Rock location, and we're gonna start up the, you know, the pre, the pre pre game actually. Craig Way, of course, uh, will have your pre game right before uh, Texas takes on Colgate. But we'll start the pre pre game. We'll be live out there. So if you need somewhere to come watch the games, somewhere to stick it to the man, all right, and just come uh, hang out for during the day and have a long lunch that turns into an uh, I don't know an early early exit from work. You can come hang out with us at Twin Peaks. You need a spot. It's the Round Rock location. That's what we'll be. Patrick will be out there on the spot, too. He'll be there. He won't just yes. be here at the compound. Yes, there. that'll be out there, yeah. 3 to 5.30, ball don't lie.
1: 5.30 to 6.00, mm-hmm. extended pregame, 6 o'clock pregame with Craig Way. He will be in Des Moines, Iowa, bringing <laughs> it to you. And I believe right after that game is the A&M-Penn State game, I think, is when it is. I
0: think, no, no, you're right. You're so, right, because Chad... So, yeah, he, our resident Aggie was talking about that too and he's like alright I'm coming out there but I think he's going to come out basically later because he's coming out to watch the Aggies he just do not want to admit that <laughs> but <laughs> he's uh, like oh
1: they can make make fun yeah, of me yeah. So yeah. I think
0: I think he's coming out to watch the Aggies because uh, yeah they're taking on Penn State right? Yes they're Penn taking State? on
1: Penn State and that, that's you and gotta that's watch obviously. that one because that would be the next matchup for Texas whoever wins that one well, but yeah that would be a fun time to be out the there The decision
0: on makers team. are going to be very disappointed if Penn State, Penn State, <laughs> State wins because <laughs> they, they they basically decided to to screw over the Aggies just to get I that second round match. They're
1: right if they screwed over the Aggies, they lose, right?
0: Uh, so they're either <laughs> uh, right, yeah, or know what? they're they're happy. That's one true. or the other Aggies do not? That's a good point. If you're Longhorn fans are always rooting against the Aggies. I am one of the few Longhorns yeah. who roots for the state of Texas unless they're playing the University of Texas. Then I root against them, of course. I root for Texas, but unless they're root, unless they're you know playing Texas, I actually can root for AM in town. I can root for the conference. I'm one of those guys, so don't you know, don't don't hit me up on the spec text line with the uh with the ridicule and the criticism. Um so I am actually rooting for the Aggies in that matchup because I do want to see Texas versus Texas AM. We don't want to see that. Don't you always, I want Texas to have the satisfaction of beating the Aggies. Yeah.
1: That's what I want. Part of me me wants that, and part of me wants them to just play a 15-overtime game. (laughs)
0: Well, that's fine, too. I don't mind that. I just want the Aggies a 15-overtime game, and then the Aggies win. No, because I want to see Longhorns beat the Aggies, and I know most people, they don't care. They just want to see the Aggies miserable. They don't care who's making the Aggies miserable. It's easy to be Miserable Aggies and Aggie tears are all they need to see, and they're fine with that. I'm not really like that. I want the Longhorns to beat the hell out of the Aggies. Other than that, I kind of root for the rivals because the the rivalries suck if they're—the Aggies suck. You know, that's what happened to the rivalry, pretty much. You know, I'm not not saying Aggies suck, but— the Aggies suck. And i just say, <laughs> Aggies, you do not suck. Hey, we got we oh, to get that. Oh, OU sucks. suck. Right? sucks. <laughs> hey, man, we got to get that
1: rivalry started back up. It's coming back real soon. I know. Soon. We got to
0: find something different for the Aggies. Oh, you sucks. The Aggies are something different. We we'll right? just ignore them, and that, that's how you really get them. <laughs> that is true. But they're hard to ignore. We all know that. Aggies are tough to ignore. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to that on Thursday. Uh, I'm, I really want that second-round matchup. Like the decision-makers who decide, who made who uh, made the decisions about the seeding. They want to see Texas versus Texas. All right. Uh, we want to see uh, the flex or if you want to see any of the great content they have on the flex website, go to FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all of your social media platforms up there right now. They actually do have uh, the official 2023 All District 26-6A uh, basketball selections for the boys. You can go check that out up on the, the flx, uh, ATX.com website. Also, go check out the uh, – they got showing some love to the 25-6A uh, high school hoops. Uh, uh, outstanding players and some of the standouts as well. So you going to check that out. So it's hoop season, of course. A uh, lot of talk about basketball, but a lot of that on the flxatx.com website. Go check it out for yourself. flxatx on your social media platforms as well. We come back. We'll continue the hoops conversation. The experts – They love the Longhorns. They're making it easy for me to fill out my bracket, drinking the burnt orange Kool-Aid with the burnt orange glasses on, and having a damn good time while I do it. We'll talk about that when we come back. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.